You're listening to Photographs, Pistols, and Parasols. Support for this project is provided by listeners like you. Visit my website at p3photographers.net for ideas on how you too can become a supporter of the project. Welcome to Photographs, Pistols, and Parasols, the podcast where we celebrate early women artisan photographers. I'm your host, Lee McIntyre. On today's episode, we're going to track down the true identity of one Miss C. Smith from Lowell, Massachusetts. For more information about any of the women discussed in today's episode, visit my website at p3photographers.net. That's letter P, number three, photographers.net. Today we start with photos from the 1800s. They're cabinet cards and some carte de visite, the smaller format ones, where the photographer is identified only as Miss C. Smith. That's just the initial C for the first name. The cards are from Lowell, Massachusetts. And the first question that you think of when you look at these cards is, hmm, who was Miss C. Smith? Answering that question turns out to be fairly easy because there are city directories from Lowell, Massachusetts for the late 1800s. And in those, we can clearly see that Miss C. Smith, who was running a photography studio there, was one Miss Castilia Smith. She was running a photography studio in Lowell, Massachusetts, as early as 1877. She was incredibly successful since she runs the studio in Lowell at a series of different locations and for a time even has two locations simultaneously over a 30-year period. Now there's an obituary in the Lowell newspaper that says that when she dies in 1905 at the age of 75, she's been running her studio for 30 years. Okay, so the answer to the basic question, who is Miss C. Smith from Lowell, Massachusetts, is that she was Miss Castilia Smith. Okay, so I do think that's the right answer, but the fun in doing this kind of research is to piece together more details about the photographer and her life. And in Miss Castilia Smith's case, we're going to try to uncover details to bring her story more into focus in terms of who she was and how she lived, except as we'll find, as we dive into some of these details, instead of bringing her story into focus, well, it becomes a little bit more cloudy. For example, let's start by looking at some details from the census records. That's usually a very handy spot to start. Um, In Lowell, Massachusetts, we have the advantage that we have the city directories as a counterexample in between the censuses so that we're not dependent just on the U.S. census, which was every 10 years on the even years, like 1850, 1860, 1870, 1880, etc. But the city directories fill in some of those gaps in the decades. But in Miss Castelia Smith's case, we can see from the directories in Lowell that she was a photographer starting in 1877. And as I mentioned, she runs her studio for 30 years which means that she was a photographer in 1880, which is great because I have a personal affinity for the 1880 census. Now, it's a little bit strong to say that you have a favorite census, but in my case, the 1880 census is great because when I first started doing this research, 
thegreatfamilysearch.org site, which has transcribed a lot of the census records and digitized them so that you can search for people on them and then view the original and the transcription there together online. Well, the 1880 census had been coded early on so that you can actually search by occupation, which is great. When you're doing a project on early women photographers, you can search to see who was listing themselves as a photographer in the 1880 census. So I thought, okay, great. We know that Miss Castilla Smith was a photographer in 1880 in Lowell. So let's go look at the census and see what other details we can find out from the census, like where she was born, um, where her parents were born, etc. So we look in the 1880 census for Lowell, Massachusetts, and we find no Miss Castilla Smith. Now, Again, in the 1880 Lowell City Directory, she was listed as a photographer at 100 Merrimack Street. The directory says she's living and working at 100 Merrimack Street. But not only is Castilia Smith not in the 1880 census, in fact, there is no one listed at 100 Merrimack Street in Lowell, Massachusetts, in the 1880 federal census. But on the page where it should have been, it turns out, that there is a photographer, a photographer named Catherine Smith. But it says that she lives and works at 112 Merrimack Street. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, so Catherine Smith was a photographer living and working at 112 Merrimack Street in the 1880 census. So let's go back to our Lowell City Directory. And we look in the Lowell City Directory, and there is no Catherine Smith at 112 Merrimack Street. In the Lowell City Directory, there is no Catherine Smith who was a photographer in the Lowell City Directory. Furthermore, when we look in the Lowell City Directory, it turns out that there is a photographer at 112 Merrimack Street, but it's not Catherine Smith. It's a woman named Miss M. Frank Kimball. She's working at 112 Merrimack Street, running a photography studio there. But we go back to the census. And we discover that there's no record of Miss M. Frank Kimball in the 1880 Lowell City Census. Well, let's just recap here. So in the Lowell City Directory for 1880, there are two women photographers operating studios on Merrimack Street. There's Miss Castilia Smith at 100 Merrimack Street. There's Miss M. Frank Kimball at 112 Merrimack Street. There is no Catherine Smith in the Lowell City Directories. But she's the only one who was a photographer who appears on Merrimack Street in the 1880 Lowell census. I don't know what to make of that. The only thing I can think of is that the person doing the census was jotting down notes as they were taking the census, and then they wrote up the page later. And when they were writing it up, their notes were kind of a jumble. So they had something about a woman photographer, something about 120 Merrimack Street, something about the woman photographer's name being last name Smith, first name something with a C, can't read my handwriting, not going to guess Castilia's, I'm guessing Catherine, seems reasonable. And that's what gets recorded in the 1880 census. Totally wrong, really, for what we can see from the directories, but that's what we were left with in the 1880 census for Lowell. It sounds kind of crazy to make all those leaps and think that's what happened, but that's the only way I can reconcile the varying information that we have from these two sources, because usually you're not going to find two wildly different stories that you reconstruct from looking at the census and the city directories. 
So it turns out that 1880 is not the greatest census for us to get information about Castilia Smith. It's also not like tracking Castilia in the other census records in terms of her lifetime is actually that easy because her name is unusual and we find it misspelled a number of ways, both in the handwritten census records, but also in the transcription when people are trying to actually transcribe this so that we can search it digitally. The first mention we find of Castilia Smith doing anything with photography is actually in 1870. She's living in Lowell at that point and working in photography rooms, it says. A quick check back in the 1870 Lowell City Directory shows us where she's working. And she's working at the studio at 89 Merrimack Street. And so when we take a look in the city directory in the list of photographers, or actually in the list of photographists, as they were called that year, it turns out that Miss Smith is working for a photographer named Moses W. Emerson. Okay, so far so good. So see, sometimes the census records can be in sync with the city directory because we do have the same information in the 1870 census and the 1870 city directory. And also, sometimes you can find some fun connections via the census when you look at everything together. So, for example, um, going back a little earlier, in 1855, we find Miss Castelia Smith living in a boarding house in Lawrence, Massachusetts, a town that's nearby Lowell. It's hard to say what she was doing in Lawrence, Massachusetts in 1855, because unfortunately, the censuses didn't start to record women's occupations until 1860. So we don't know what she was doing. Now we can see that there was another boarder in that same boarding house in 1855. is a man named Moses W. Emerson. He's a painter, and, well, we'll come back to him in a second. By 1860, Castilia is living in another boarding house in Lawrence, and that Moses Emerson is no longer in the building. But there are two women with the last name of Smith living there as well in 1860, a woman named Angie and a woman named Emma. Now, Castilia is not listed as having a particular occupation in 1860, but the two women, Angie Smith and Emma Smith, are both listed as workers in the mill. Smith is a common name, but I'm pretty confident that Angie and Emma are actually Castilia's sisters, which seems like a good time to take a moment and say a little bit about what I think I found about Castilia's family. In most of the census records, Castilia Smith's birthplace is listed as being in Maine, and both of her parents are listed as having been born in Maine as well. In fact, when we look back into the old census records, we find that there's a James Smith, who was a sea captain and a fisherman, who married a woman named Hulda Leland in August of 1831. By 1850, James and his wife Hulda are living in Maine, raising a large family. Um, they have many children. Ultimately, they're going to wind up with 13, but um, at 1850, I think they only have 11. In that list in 1850, there's a daughter named Angie and a daughter named Emma. Their ages are consistent with the Angie and Emma who are living in Lawrence in 1860. Now, they're living with Castilia in 1860, but in 1850, Angie and Emma are living with their parents, James and Hulda, and there is no Castilia Smith in the listing in 1850. 
But by 1850, Castilla would have been old enough to have been out on her own. And she was born, well, we take it as being born in 1832 for right now. We're going to come back to that in a moment. But if we say that she was born in 1832, 1850, she's 18, old enough to be out on her own, working in the mill or doing something in Lawrence, Massachusetts on her own. Um, Certainly Emma, Emma Smith in 1860 is younger than 18. So it's certainly conceivable that there's a reason why Castilia wouldn't be living with James and Hulda in 1850. But here's one of those tricky things about the census. So the census were taken at different times, uh, over a certain period of time in the year that it's taken, but it doesn't have to be taken on a particular day. And in 1860, the census in Maine is taken early in June, and the census in Lawrence, Massachusetts is taken later in June. Which is why I think it is plausible that the 1860 census I found for James and Hulda and their children includes Angie and Emma and Castelia. But then, a little later that month, the census is taken in Lawrence, Massachusetts, and that census puts Castelia, Angie, and Emma all in Lawrence. Castilia would not be the first person I've seen listed twice in one year in two different censuses, indicating that they moved just in time to get counted again, and I think that's what we're seeing here. So for this reason, I think that it's likely that Castilia, Angie, and Emma are all sisters living together in Lawrence, Massachusetts in 1860. The next record we found is a marriage certificate in 1861, and it's Angie Smith getting married to a man named John Emerson. Emerson, remember that name? Back in 1855, Castilia was living in a boarding house in Lawrence, and another resident there, as I mentioned, was a man named Moses W. Emerson. In 1855, he was a painter. Um, He later becomes a photographer, and it turns out that he has a brother named John Emerson. So Angie, Castilia's sister, marries John, the brother of Castilia's friend Moses, and later on, by 1870, Castilia winds up working for Moses in his photography studio in Lowell. So it all comes together. I don't think that's a coincidence. I mean, I don't have anything to really solidly prove that Angie and Castilia were definitively sisters, but I think that the facts that I've uncovered really point to that being the case. And so it would make sense in some sort of romantic fictionalized version of their lives. Castilia met Moses in the mid-1850s, and then in 1860, she goes back to Maine and says to her sisters, hey, you're looking for work. There's work to be had in the mills in Lawrence. Come back with me. So she brings them back to Lawrence. They get jobs in the mills. Angie then meets Castilia's friend Moses, then meets Moses' brother John. They fall in love. They get married. War breaks out, and what happens in the 1860s is actually kind of a mystery. But at some point after the war, Moses becomes a photographer. He invites Castilia to come work for him. Maybe she's already learned photography somewhere else. Maybe she learns from Moses. But then she winds up working for Moses for a while, and then by the mid-1870s, she branches out on her own. So both of them are competitors, Castilia and Moses, running successful studios there in Lowell, Massachusetts. Now, James and Hulda, the parents of Castilia, Angie, and Emma, as I said, had 13 children, and I have not attempted to track down the history of all of them. 
James and Hulda are buried together in Maine with three of their children, a son named Preston, and unfortunately both Angie and Emma, who died relatively young. Hulda, their mother, died in 1874, and she's actually the last one of that family to be buried in that grave. So Angie actually, by 1874, has died John Emerson is still alive, but he dies soon after. And Angie and John, though, leave a son named Albert. Albert, of course, was Castilia's nephew. Now, he factors into Castilia's story that we're reconstructing today, even though there's no evidence that he ever was a photographer. But he did settle in Lawrence as an adult. And as it turns out, he's actually buried in the same grave with Castilia because he dies in 1908. But he's alive in 1905 when Castilia dies, and he's actually the informant for the information that appears on her death certificate. Which leads me to some of the details from the death certificate that create yet another slight complication. But first, just to review, as I've said, in just about all of the records that I've turned up in the census for Castilia, her birth location is most often recorded as being in Maine. And it's most often as being in Maine, the product of two parents, James Smith and Hulda Leland Smith, were both born in Maine, and they're the ones on the 1850 and 1860 censuses that have the children that include Castilia, Angie, and Emma. In all of the directories prior to the mid-1880s in Lowell, Massachusetts, the photographer's name is just listed as Miss Castilia Smith with no middle name. But starting around 1884, she starts to list herself in the directories as Miss Castilia D. Smith, or Miss C. D. Smith, with the letter D as a middle name. Okay, so the first question then is, what does that middle initial D stand for? Which brings us back to the death certificate, because her full name only shows up in one place that I've tracked down so far, and that's on that death certificate. And on that death certificate, it says her name is Castilia de Lacoste Smith. The middle name is spelled capital D apostrophe capital L A C O S T. It also says on the death certificate that her parents were James Smith, who was born in Maine, and a mother named Hannah de Lacoste, who was born in France. So that's different information than I found prior to 1900, because in the censuses up to 1880, Castilia Smith's mother is always listed as having been born in Maine, like Hulda Leland. But now, on the death certificate, it says her mother was actually Hannah de Lacoste, who was born in France. And the idea of the mother being born in France is actually reflected on the 1900 census for Castilia Smith. So what's interesting is to try to figure out what actually was going on and what could have prompted the change of calling herself Castilia Smith to calling herself Castilia D. Smith in the 1880s. Now, around that time, she actually hired a French-speaking camera operator named Hormidas T. Delette. And she also, at that time, started listing her studio in advertising and on the cabinet cards themselves and both English and French. So, for example, if she was on Merrimack Street um, or Middlesex Street, it says instead Rue Middlesex or Rue Merrimack, um, using the French word Rue for street. 
Her name on these cards is also not just Miss C. Smith, but Mademoiselle C. Smith. Now, there's no census record from 1890, which might have helped confirm when exactly she started to say that her mother was French, and whether it was really at the moment when she discovered that her mother was Hannah de la Coste instead of Hulda Smith, that maybe at that point she started using that middle initial D. But unfortunately, the federal U.S. census from 1890, of course, is the one that was lost in a fire, so we don't have any records that show us what she was saying in the census for where her mother was born in 1890. Maybe she started using that middle initial D because she discovered sometime in the 1880s that, in fact, the woman who raised her, Hilda Smith, was not actually her birth mother, and that her birth mother was this woman named Hannah de la Coste. Now, if we look at that and we try to figure out if that could be true, it actually helps to explain some of the variability about her birth date. Because when we look at the census records, it would seem that her birth years are wildly different. So some of them posit that she was born as early as 1828, and some of them say she was born as late as 1832. I have run into other women who seem to lie about their age, not just women, but men as well in the census records. But this is so wildly different that it occurred to me that maybe when she was growing up, her birth date was said to be after James and Hilda's marriage in 1831, which would explain the 1832 birth date uh, on some of the early records. But maybe, in fact, she was a product of James and Hannah's marriage before 1831, which would explain why maybe she was born earlier, like 1829, 1830, and that's actually the birth date that we can reconstruct from the death certificate. Now, again, the romantic in me, when I ran across this information, I really wanted to find more evidence for this French woman named Hannah de la Coste. I mean, there is potential there for some spectacular story, right? A sea captain from Maine sails to Europe, falls in love with a French woman, they marry, return to the U.S., She's pregnant, so they stop in Boston, where she gives birth to little Castilia. And actually, according to the death certificate, Castilia was born in Boston, Massachusetts, not in Maine. Okay, so Hannah gives birth, and then maybe Hannah tragically dies in childbirth or shortly thereafter. James returns with his daughter Castilia to Maine and then falls in love with Hulda Leland, who becomes a mother to the little Castilia. Hulda and James marry in 1831, have 12 more children of their own. Castilia, the oldest, because of course she was born before their marriage, well, she heads off as soon as she's old enough to make some money in the mills in Lawrence to help support that large family back home in Maine. But then ultimately she starts working as a photographer. And unfortunately, James and Hulda are both dead by 1874. But something happens in the 1880s, which uncovers Castilia's true birth mother's identity, being Hannah de la Coste. And That prompts Castilia to want to reconnect with her French roots. She adds the middle initial in tribute to her birth mother and adds French to her business model for her studios. Okay, well, a lot of that is just pure speculation. But it is clear that Castilia did expand her business to attract a French-speaking clientele in the 1880s. And she definitely did change her name to use Castilia D. Smith, for the last 20 years of her professional life. But the rest of the details on that death certificate, I mean, Castilia's 
birthplace being Boston instead of Maine, Castilia's mother being Hannah instead of Hulda. Well, none of that can actually be independently confirmed by any source. It really only comes from that death certificate. And since I don't know how much Albert Emerson, Castilia's nephew, would have really known about his roots since he was being brought up in Massachusetts instead of Maine and may or may not have known many of his aunts and uncles, well, much of the information on that death certificate may have been provided by Castilia herself, and so we don't know on what basis she was constructing that kind of history. So part of the fun of this project is to try to dig into the historical record to find out about the lives of these women photographers. I mean, usually I have a number of materials at my disposal, and today I've pointed to the census, the Lowell City directories, there are marriage certificates for the parents and for the sister who got married. Uh, other newspaper articles are kind of lacking, although there are some ads for Castilia's studio in the Lowell newspapers later on. But there are frustrating gaps when we're trying to reconstruct the history of Miss C. Smith. I mean, there's no birth record. There's actually no record other than the death certificate that really gives her a full name with the middle name and even pinpoints where she was supposed to have been born. And the directories, of course, don't even start to use that middle initial D until after 1884. And there's nothing, of course, in the record that tells us why she changed her name or why she started to advertise some of her studios in French. So not a lot of little bits and pieces to help us understand the daily life of our photographer here in Lowell. But what we can understand for certain today about Miss C. Smith is that Miss C. Smith owned and operated a very successful photographer studio in Lowell, Massachusetts for 30 years, and that Miss C. Smith was definitely one Castelia Smith, or as she later called herself, Castelia D. Smith. I really want to thank the folks at the Center for Lowell History at the University of Massachusetts for helping sort through some of the records and photos by Miss C. Smith. Also, Peter Palmquist collected quite a few photos by Miss C. Smith, and I would like to thank the folks at the Beinecke Library at Yale for getting me access to view those in the collection. Now, I should note that unfortunately, back in the early 2000s, after Peter's death, when that wonderfully searchable online version of the 1880 census was released, the photos from Miss C. Smith got mistakenly refiled under that phantom Miss Catherine Smith, who appears in the 1880 census. But as we saw, she turns out to be a little bit of a red herring. But at the moment, if you should happen to be at Yale looking for the Miss C. Smith photos, you'll find them in box 306, filed under Miss Catherine Smith. Now, on the website, I'll be including some examples of Miss C. Smith's photos. She was quite prolific, and really, at any given moment, I think you can look on eBay and see at least one or two of the Miss C. Smith photos for sale. I have several, as I said, Peter Palmquist had collected a bunch, and the Center for Lowell History has a bunch, so I'm going to be including examples from all of those collections on the website. As always, you'll find those episode notes at p3photographers.net. That's letter P, number three, photographers.net. Also, don't forget to check me out on Facebook at facebook.com slash p3photographers. Or drop me a line at podcast at p3photographers.net. Support for this project is provided by listeners like you. Visit my website at p3photographers.net 
for ideas on how you too can become a supporter of the project. That's it for today. Thanks for stopping by. Until next time, I'm Lee, and this is Photographs, Pistols, and Parasols. Mm-hmm.